PJ Black Circle. PJ Black Circle. PJ Black Circle is back for another amazing episode. We've got Sir Wes. We've got Sir Greg back in on the attack, gracing us with his presence today. How are you guys doing? Doing great. It's a lovely yeah. weather out there today. You, you sound good. How are you doing, Big Wes? Doing good, brother. Nice to see nice. you again, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Man, see some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best part of the week, man. Best well, part of the week. A, a hiatus. <laughs> yeah, no, we got the band back together today, yeah. so this is good stuff. And uh, as always, speaking about the band, the best band in the world, Pearl Jam. Dude, they are starting to put some shows out. We've got. Uh, couple of ohana fests coming up and then a encore so the boys are going outside early what early fall i'm not taking the trip to uh danny point california i wish i was just to <laughs> see it but i'm praying for a good youtube feed so i can get my fix in the press yeah and that's and home. that's a full pearl jam show so that's not just an edge right show, right yeah and hopefully so they'll they're going to live stream hours. that. They'll live stream that or do something afterwards on that for sure. I hope so, man. I am Hopefully. Uh, I'm excited to see and hear the new album. I'm excited to actually see and hear what they're just going to say and talk about in between uh, the songs that they're playing. It's just a very interesting plan. Uh, you know, Jeff Ament's been talking about how he's like, He's not too sure about playing indoors, which I don't blame him, dude. Uh, there's some crazy crap going back around. And so I'm just like, OK, well, we still have a couple outdoor places in Seattle. I'm sure Midwest has some outdoor venues. Just put on the leather jacket and be a little cold and just get it done yeah. in the winter. I mean, let's be, honest. let's be honest. <laughs> they haven't played an indoor show in some years, like all of the home and away shows we're all outdoor arenas. So they haven't played an indoor show in some time. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they're jamming themselves, you know, uh, you know, down here in the studios in Seattle, which, uh, I heard some of that was going on. Uh, you know, there was some talk that they were just not really in the studio and not really doing a lot of their new songs, but just jamming, you know, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, good news, which means they're being creative again, which Which is is good news. Probably new, new, New music coming out soon. You think your boy Stone is uh, slapping some more bass lines, like a spunky, (laughs) clairvoyant bass? Yeah, well, his birthday just happened not too long ago, so he's probably feeling really vigorous and wanting to get back out there. I like the picture you sent with the long... I like long-haired Stone. He he looks quite amazing. Yes. Very good job. Thanks. Very good job. Well, we are going to really dip our toe in the water or just fully jump in the pool with kind of a hot topic this week. So we're going to kind of venture outside our comfort zone and um, talk about something that can be a little divisive amongst people. So it can also bring people together, which is great. So Wes, lay it out there, brother. What are we going to try and get done today? So you said this this topic can be divisive, which I firmly agree. There's two topics that tend to be most divisive, whether that's when you're talking with your friends, Mm -hmm. which is religion and politics. Uh, We're going to try to tackle the religious undertones, whether they're in a positive or negative light uh, in the Pearl Jam songs and in their repertoire. So Mm -hmm. we know Ed is 
pretty outspoken when he comes to his religious beliefs and some of his battles with religion. Yes. And it's very clear that it uh, that topic comes into into their songs from early Pearl Jam and then, of course, even into later uh, albums. So it is pretty much from start to finish. It's there is some religious and um, and and focuses on God and faith in general. So I'd love to get your guys' feedback because this has always been kind of something I picked up on early. Yeah, it's huge. You know, you said you picked up on it early. Definitely when I was headbanging to the album of 10, I had, I didn't hear any of that. I just heard drums, guitar, <laughs> loud rocking, just crazy, awesome, just rock and roll, which was great. Uh, you know, I'll kind of in a, in a minute really kind of uh, hit the segment where I, I feel like it kind of stuck out to me. But that's kind of cool. You're like it, it kind of, you know, you're fear, feeling that and hearing that early on, which, you know, I've I've gone on the record many times like I never read the lyrics half the time. I didn't know what Edved was saying, which was fine. I was just getting into the, the feel of the music. Um so, yes, I mean, it's it's a huge topic, but we're going to try and keep it into, you know, one show and just kind of see where it flows. You know, we haven't uh, being that Greg and Wes and I haven't really we'll put it about all this. on the altar today. Yeah, let's put it up on the <laughs> altar, man. You know, I'm an old retired uh, Catholic school altar boy. You know, I can walk the incense <laughs> down and and start working the yeah. love, you know, into the the church of Pearl Jam. But you had a caveat you wanted to put on there, or a disclaimer that well, not... yes, yes. So basically, before we even get going, in no way, shape, or form are we trying to alienate anybody. We're not. Our goal is, you know, we're not going to say who's right and who's wrong. You know, we are all about the music. We are just kind of saw this topic kind of keep popping itself up in the music. And we're like, well, it's only a matter of time before we kind of have to cross that bridge. So, again, you know, our goal, we're not here to piss people off. We're not trying to say who's right and who's wrong and what to believe and what to do and what to think. That's not even what this is about. Uh, this is just trying to explore to see if we can, in our own way, shed some light on the spirituality that keeps coming in and out of the music and knowing that it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to question things. And again, this is not to berate someone's beliefs, no matter what you believe, if that makes sense. That so. sounds great. Gregory, tell me some early thoughts and feelings about what we're trying to do here. When I first listened to 10, I wasn't picking up on the, the whole religious or any tones like that. It wasn't until the second album that I really started to hear it. Glorified G. Is Glorified G. Is. Glorified yeah. G. That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. like the one, right? It starts yeah. it off. Tell me the line. I've got a gun. In fact, yeah. I've got two. Yeah. That's okay, man, because I love God. Yeah. So I have that lyric yeah. in here too, but is yeah. that more... Well, I, sarcastic. That, I think it was sarcastic, I think. I, I think that more. was more of a, a slide against people who own guns. Yeah. The, when yeah, you, but yeah, yes. religious right wing. Right, right. Yeah, correct. Uh, the I have this because I 
own guns uh, or I believe in God, I can own guns. So that right. I took that wasn't so much as a religious uh, view, but more of a political view almost in that sense, in that lyric per se. Yeah. Yep. And you take it a step further, uh, you know, when Eddie says, you know, I can kill because in God I trust. Right. Mm-hmm. So that it for me really starts to you know, simmer and boil over the edge as far as Mm -hmm. if you feel that you can have this shield upon you and the shield upon your beliefs, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If you think and feel a certain way that no matter what you do, you will be saved, Mm -hmm. then you can pretty much have the leeway to Mm -hmm. do whatever you want, which that's why there are rules and laws in place. And you know, there, you can't just go around shooting people and not have uh, any repercussions happen. So, and and that song, and that song specifically, even do the evolution. I mean, that is, that is an evolution in itself. That word Mm -hmm. is a negative connotation towards religion. So it it ties all in, in that one song. It's yeah, it's interesting you brought that up, too, because, you know, you've got, you know, evolution versus creationism. You know, you're always going to have that topic. It's taught in in universities. It's a topic that's never going to go away. And the the great thing about no matter what is in the music with Pearl Jam and no matter what, Ed's writing and Jeff is writing and Stone is writing and Mike is writing. There's always, it seems more so this underlying spirituality of the self. What you are carrying on the inside is really kind of comes, you know, comes out in the forefront and what matters most. You have a lot of questioning of, is there a God up there? Uh, You know, some songs, it makes it sound like there is some songs. It makes it sound like there isn't. Mm -hmm. And it's it's interesting. And you see this, as you say, the evolution, not only the evolution of Pearl Jam, but the evolution of what Ed's writing about and his thoughts Mm -hmm. and his feelings. It's it ebbs and it flows. And uh, as the years have gone on and his writing has improved, we've talked Mm -hmm. about this quite a bit. There's even more detail mm-hmm. in the songs in regards to politics and religion and things like that. Oh, so, and science, science as well. There's lots of science in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Glorify G was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of very surprised because it seems like some of the songs in in verses, uh, you know, I was actually hearing the words maybe a little bit better. I don't know what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they kind of slowed down the tempo just a, a smidge on some songs. So I was like, wow, that's a really unique and aggressive lyric that I really hadn't heard anybody ever sing about before. So that was, uh, I remember the first time I heard that, like on the old, okay, dating myself, maybe the Walkman, <laughs> you know, the uh, the CD, the CD Walkman, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, listen, I was like, Walkman? wow. I had a cassette Walkman. Well, I had that too, but you know, I never had Pearl Jam on cassette. So I did. Uh, I still do. Well, you're a straight up stud gangster, <laughs> and I love your PJ collection. So let's all right, let's keep yeah. moving. Yeah. So, so he, keep going, just Wes. Take one step back because even yeah. in ten, even in ten, 
the song Deep, where it's got a lot of like maybe some suicidal uh, lyrics, some depression. Yeah. yeah. One of the lyrics that stood out to me was uh, he ponders his maker, he ponders his will. And I don't know if if Ed has, was religious at one time when he was younger. I think uh, I did some research. He grew up in a family of, I think one of his, he was the only like, the only born child of his step parents, but then he lived with seven orphan kids uh, in his family. Wow, right? what? Yeah, That's so crazy. I don't know if he grew up religious, and then maybe we see like even in deep or in ten, he he makes a reference to a maker, right? Mm-hmm. And then towards and then even in like I said, verse he says, "I love God." So I, again, that could be condescending or however, but. And then maybe even towards like no code, he starts to even reference God again. But then it goes maybe in the negative side when we hit binaural or we go mm-hmm. into um, um, lightning bolt, minor manners in particular. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What like a getaway, crazy getaway. Yeah. Getaway, minor manners. Mm-hmm. These are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All over the place. Typically, when you have a large family, not always. Right. And you got a large family and you have orphans, you know, you're going to be in the mindset of of giving back Mm -hmm. and taking care of those less fortunate. And Mm -hmm. those are teachings that you will have throughout the entire Bible, uh, which is great. You know, great life lessons to be to be learned uh, for sure. And it seems to me that when you're in your 20s, you're going to start questioning a lot more things and trying to figure out what is it exactly I believe you're going to have strong opinions on for sure when you hear or see something like, I don't agree with that. That doesn't make sense to me, right? Me personally, doing eight years of Catholic school, like first through eighth grade, it was great. It was fun. It wasn't all religion in the school. There was a ton of other things happening, but I went to a public high school and I just vividly remember the first time I was in like earth science freshman Mm -hmm. year. And, uh, you know, Mr. Patterson's talking about, uh, the big bang theory. I'd never heard of that. And I was just like, and I'm big into star Wars and, and Mm -hmm. star Trek. So I always had the sci-fi, you know, outer space, uh, kind of, thing to my personality which was always uh fun so very sciencey a lot of the family also in the medical field so there's so many different things that can create different ways to think about or a different divide so i just remember the first time i heard about that i was like that is the craziest thing i ever heard is that real is that true is that how does that even work and i i liken that to my experience when i'm listening to eddie As the years go on, it's like he has this idea, then his ideas start to change and then they start to evolve and they start Mm -hmm. to expand. And yet again, as Greg has said so eloquently in the past, the soundtrack to my life, right, is is coming through in a lot of these songs and music. And it's really ballsy to write about. It's really ballsy to uh, put on paper and sing to the masses because you can certainly upset a lot of people, right? There, you know, with Eddie, as his lyrics has evolved and he does more shows and over the years, 
I just have to wonder, you know, everybody's going to be listening to Pearl Jam that's a Pearl Jam fan, regardless of what your background and what your religious mm-hmm. and political views are. That's another cool thing about the band. I don't get the sense anymore that based on what they are singing and performing, that maybe they're pissing off as many people as they had early on. I think the time, yeah, the fact that they're so established, I think they have carte blanche to basically say or do what they want. Right. I know, I know they got some backlash during uh, one of their tours where um, the Bush leaguer song, they were playing that. So that was a big, a big kind of backlash just for some certain markets, of course, but they, they they survived that Dallas or something. Didn't they do that Dallas when he came out with that? Probably mask on or something. That that would make sense. That would make sense. It was like a big fuck you to, you know, wherever they were. Yeah. Right. We're in Texas. Pretty sure. And they survived that. No problem. So, yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Give me some more juice. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. Again, I I see a, a lot of different, just even kind of religious names of songs where you have God's dice, you mm-hmm. have Trem- Tremor Christ, you have Satan's Bed, Faithful. Even, and then even inside of Satan, Satan, Love, and Trust, there's comments about a priest. So, yeah. man, again, one of the things that I wasn't clear on is one of my favorite songs I text with you over the weekend, Sometimes. And I did not realize how much religious undertones was in Sometimes until I read the lyrics through. Right. And it's pretty cool. If you have, I can just peel off a few of these. So it's yeah, do large fingers pushing paint, your God, and you've got big hands. The colors blend the challenges you give man. Okay. And then we go all right. the way to the bottom. And then he basically says at the very end, sometimes I reach to myself, dear God. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, wow. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Again. Yeah, that song has always <laughs> yeah. been a top, that song has always been top for me. But the way he says, like, that you're you're painting this picture and you're challenging man. You know, basically mm-hmm. at the end, he's basically saying, you know, I'm mean, he's saying this prayer, dear God, you know, whatever, you know, do something or. But, whew, man, it's a pretty cool, cool lyric. Wow. It's it's always going to be this constant battle especially you know Wes and I you kind of talked a little bit about how we've we've, we're really living in this modern world obviously right technology Mm -hmm. access to more information uh more choices to kind of seek out education and far as like learning what you want to learn and doing what you want to do and definitely moving away from this feeling of something else is going to control my life. Something else will it's, it's, it's a certain plan that's going to be laid out for me that, you know, my free will, I, I don't necessarily need that because I believe in something else will kind of guide me the rest of the way. And that's totally fine and a cool way to live. And I love the spirituality aspect of, of that. And Eddie talks a lot about, spirituality especially in his live shows but as we are moving into this more modern world where we can do the things we want to do access the things we want to access at any given moment at any time more and more folks are saying well you know what i'm gonna make my own decisions and i'm gonna live with the decisions i make this is what i'm choosing to do 
and it's and it creates this huge divide and two camps and so pearl jam is is really cool because it talks a lot about both right Mm -hmm. they kind of are on the fence and sometimes towing the line of why would a higher power let all of these awful things happen where are you why aren't you responding why don't you take care of us where are you And you hear that a lot in the lyrics. And then, you know, you've got another part of Pearl Jam that talks about, you know, well, I'm going to make my own decisions. Maybe it's time for me to take matters into my own hands and choose to do what I want to do and believe what I want to believe. And if it alienates some people, fine. But I'm still going to speak my mind and say what I want to say. It's cool. And I think with music and especially stand-up comedy these are like the two things that you can pretty much get away with saying whatever you want to say and not have a tremendous significant amount of repercussions because when you're doing stand-up it's just it's satire you can say what i want to say it's a joke you know Mm -hmm. but comedians really have their pulse on what's going on in the public because they'll play anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world to all different types of people. And, you know, they'll massage their set to kind of the demographic around them, but they, they can kind of get away with murder with whatever they want to say and still be able to show up and do more shows. Right. You can't do that. If you're like a newscaster, you can't do that. If you're in a different arena in the public eye, So again, it's a blessing and a bonus that our favorite guy, Eddie Vedder, is in our favorite band and they can put things to music to make people think and still be able to continue to do that without people just straight up coming in and just shutting them down. Right? Right. right. That makes sense. G-Money, what are you thinking about over there? I can see the wheels turning. I was just thinking, you know, we were talked about this a little bit last night. I was like... um... Pearl Jam being the religion, you know, with all these, mm-hmm. you know, every show they play is pretty much sold out. Yep. And everybody in those arenas are pretty much cool. You know, they're not, yeah. they're, you know, they're like, hey, brother, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a big, huge congregation. Mm. And it's worldwide. And it's like, right. I mean, I'm not saying they're gods or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, they... Yeah. They are a, you know, I'm not saying it's a cult either, but, but sometimes <laughs> be, it feels a little bit of both, you know, but be, I don't know. yeah, be careful, Greg. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm blind. I don't know. Maybe I'm just following. The, well, the no, I think, I think you have, I, a, I think you have a good comment because at least Ed is for me, very influential. Mm-hmm. And a lot of spiritual leaders are very influential. So I did not take offense to that because me too. I mean, I find myself, I grew up in a religious background. When I moved to college, I, I, I kind of decided to expand my, my mind a bit, which is, I think, a pretty significant turning point for almost any, any yeah, person. Yeah, I think everybody, everybody's kind yeah. of done that, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. So it's, it's very typical, very natural. But I have to be honest with, you know, listening to some bootlegs and listening to some Pearl Jam lyrics, yes, there is some slight kind of nudging 
to mm-hmm. my to me from Ed saying, you know, it's okay. It's okay yeah. to, to to question some stuff. That's all right, man. Like you need to discover what you need to discover. Mm-hmm. And because I think he's gone through that and again, just from some of the early lyrics to the very end, you know, again, minor manners, he basically attacks yeah. religion more than any song I've ever seen. He goes and tries to crush it. Mm-hmm. So clearly he's had this, this metamorphosis of where of his brain, of where he resides in this topic. And again, I don't think it's a bad thing to be influenced by very key, you know, people in your, in your life. But yeah, for me, for sure, there's been some, some nudging to, yeah to find some other other paths i want to go back to greg's awesome idea i'm sure he's not the first person to say this or think this about practicing at the church of pearl jam and when you are at a live show it's you know you're we're paying a lot of money and not only are we paying to hear the music but we're paying for the feeling that we get when we're in that life setting and really the, the it's, thousands it's, and the thousands and the thousands of other Pearl Jam fans singing in unison. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. Right. So since we're doing kind of uh, the religious theme, you know, and uh, the song do the evolution, you know, everyone in the middle says hallelujah. And the lights go up. The lights turn up. on. Yeah, dude. From the stage, that's got to look insane and crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think it would give you some serious confidence to know that you can, in the middle of a hard rock show, say hallelujah, everyone's going to sing it and be like, okay, maybe I can make some more songs about this and just kind of like try to get people on the same page. And Faithful's another great sing-along song. Uh, great, uh, Wes brought that up, which is amazing. Given to Fly, obviously, one of my all-time favorite jams. Got some great parts in there. And the first time I experienced a Pearl Jam show, I was just, it was sensory overload because there was just so much cool things happening all at once. And then the more you, if you have the opportunity, continue to go, it really is this, you know, they call it the Jamily. This mm-hmm. is Pearl Jam family. Mm-hmm. And not That's only... Faithful. Yeah, the faithful, right? Mm-hmm. And not only the you see, you might even see some of the same people that are complete strangers, mm-hmm. but you're right. Generally speaking, everyone around you is totally cool. No yeah. one is... It's positive energy. Just, yeah, right? We're not at a Pantera show. No one's, no one's throwing beers on people or... You know. Yes, yes. And so it's, it's all about the experience. And mm-hmm. what's amazing is how much the demographic has changed because you've got the initial Pearl Jam fans that are all, you mm-hmm. know, if if you were in your 20s mm-hmm. or your late teens and the early to mid 90s, uh, you know, you've got this age group now that's yeah, in their 40s. 40 plus now. Yeah. And then, you know, it's evolved so much where you might get family members involved. So I know I've taken my mom to shows and which is awesome. I've seen little kids at the shows on their parents shoulders i'm very much looking forward to kind of doing that although my my little man he's getting huge and i don't know how long i can keep him on my shoulders for but i'd (laughs) love for him to be up there you know with the headphones and doing the thing and it has kind of become this um almost like this family outing much like if you were going to church or something like that now i'm not saying 
going to church and going to a rock concert is the same thing. It definitely is not. But it could be. Listen, it could be. The people reason why people go to church is to be uplifted, right? Right. To feel good about themselves. To, like you said, take their lives and say, there's something bigger than this. Mm-hmm. Like going to a Pearl Jam show, I want to be uplifted. And I typically walk out of there feeling very good yes, about myself. Absolutely. It's a it's an emotional roller coaster at, at a Pearl Jam show for me. It really Boy, is. Isn't it though? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's like one minute I'm like just tears coming down my eyes. And then, <laughs> then the next one I'm like, yeah, blah, you know? And it's yes. like the whole gamut. It's like the whole thing. It's yes. That's it for me. Absolutely. <laughs> it's cool. I can, I can get into that for a long it, time. It, it's cool how if you incorporate music and religion a little bit, mm-hmm. that it can really kind of open your mind to like some different ideas on how to celebrate your spirituality. Now I grew up watching the blues brothers movie. Oh yeah. Over and over. I saw and the over light. Again. And I always wanted to go to the church where James Brown is the minister and everyone's yeah. like dancing and flipping and doing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trampoline aerobics. And yeah. so for me, my church was not even close to like that. I'm like, is this a real thing? Cause this could be like the coolest place to ever go to. People are getting into it. Everybody brings their tambourines. Yeah. Everybody's dressed up and like, and plus you got, at the time when I was little, I didn't know who James Brown was. So I just like, whoever this minister is, he's a real dude. And I would love to go to this church, right? At the time living north of Detroit. I'm like, it's got to be somewhere around the Midwest. It's like this, you know? Later, I figured out who that was. And he was perfect for that role. So, but I did have kind of this aha moment where, you know, there's other ways to think about things you know, folks will have a foundation for their life, whether it's spirituality or religion or work or family or whatever. And I just remember that being really kind of cool. I'm like, oh, there's kind of this whole nother, not a different way, but a whole nother idea on how to celebrate. And you get that at a Pearl Jam show, right? Celebration. It's such a celebration. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world that they will go to, it's always going to be very, very positive. And you're right. You do come out feeling uplifted, energized. And then, and then after all that, once life starts to come back down, then you start to feel, you know, the slow decline, the after effects of like, I'm coming back down. And then you're chasing the dragon all over again. Like, Maybe I can drive to the next city. Can I actually get down to uh, Portland and see the show? Maybe I should drive to Idaho because I need to get that feeling again. Maybe I got to go up to BC. Yeah, you know, and it's so funny how you mm-hmm. have this awesome three hour ride. And you're like, I can't wait to get back on that ride. And we're all jonesing for the next ride. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To get out there with the masses, see some PJ get that feeling. We can only take so long before we have to have it again. Come on, come on. I'm dying for it. You know? Um, so I do like that idea, Greg. I do like the idea of the, you know, the the congregation. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it feels good. And, you know, if they had that church every Sunday, I'm sure it would be packed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I try and get in that church every time I could, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, bring us back to some more cool examples and some other info that you were uh, researching. Yeah, so you mentioned Faithful, and I think that that one kind of is pretty clear, you know, even with the title of the, <clears throat> of the song, but it wasn't in probably until we start getting into yield where we start seeing a shift in, in whether it's the, from the positive to now maybe in a different light. Right. For instance, if you look at the song faithful, whatever the notion we've laced in our prayers, the man upstairs is used to all of this noise. I'm through with screaming. So, I mean, it's very clear that Ed, whether Ed wrote these song, this lyric, or if somebody else, but the band has is said, okay, we're going to talk about this topic because it's burning in somebody. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're not afraid to, and honestly, I'm sure millions of other people have these same thoughts, but are just, maybe there's like, too cowardly to talk about it, or I don't feel it's necessary. Or like you said, like the fact that Eddie was so clear in the way he's sharing his discomfort about religion it really is amazing to 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 have a person that is willing to put it out there be so vulnerable i think this was probably one of the right around that no code area where he was getting some you know maybe not really that enjoyed and the fame thing so he could have alienated a lot of fans like you said he maybe he could maybe he's doing this on purpose say i want to be less popular and let's let's put some stuff out there that's going to kick some people out of here Right. I don't know, man. Maybe let's test our test our followers to see our followers. Let's test yeah. our see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is something there. Let's lay down this sermon that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it is. That's that topic of you know. I uh, mm. I've prayed. I've asked for help. I'm not getting the help I need for whatever reason. And um, I've been screaming and things still aren't going my way. And it is easy to lose faith in a number of different things. It doesn't even have to be religious in any part. Maybe, you know, you, maybe somebody's sick and they're having a hard faith time. In self. Yeah, yeah, faith in yourself, confidence. There's so many different ways to use the word faith, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to get it's easy to get down and it's easy to get off track. And I love, you know me, I love me some Mike McCready because he just slays the guitar. And when he does uh, a couple songs here and there where he writes and then adds the muse, you know, I I wasn't even planning on going to the avocado album this morning. I was just like, well, just kind of feeling something. So I was just kind of skipping around and a, you know, inside job came out. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'll just listen to that. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, duh. This is actually quite perfect for what we're talking about today. Yeah, and not some stats. In, give me some yeah. stats on inside job and not in any particular order. These lyrics may kind of move around, but Mike has every band, every, everybody goes through a lot. Everybody has a ton of crap going on in their life. And I like the way Mike has talked about his his struggles in the past. Dude's been sober for like 20 plus years. You know, I actually got to go to this uh, 
cool celebration concert for him at the Showbox where he celebrated like 20, 20 years or 25 years of sobriety and all these famous artists were there and it was just really cool and and it's really awesome to see how someone that struggled so much has been able to make such a huge rebound Mm -hmm. uh not only spiritually but you know he's had health issues and so on but he keeps fighting and he just doesn't quit so a couple things that he writes about in the song is you know obviously you know i will not lose my faith it's an inside job today. I know this one thing well, which means, and I think for a lot of people that aren't necessarily religious, they still can have the power and a spirituality in themselves to become a better person, help people out. And a lot of the power that we have is on our inside, and we just need to find a way to tap into that and unlock it to become the person we want to be or become, you know, the helper we want to be and so on. And then he kind of goes on to say, you know, I used to try to kill love. That was the highest sin and holding on to the light of night. I'm on my knees to rise and fix my broken soul again. Mm. So a lot of this that I'm hearing is from his inside. It's not like he's trying to reach out to something else. Okay but he's relying on the strength of himself and maybe the, the people inside. around him. It's the inside job. Today. It's the inside job. Right. And wow. so a lot of this will come from yourself. We just have to look deep enough to find that part of our soul to excel, evolve, challenge ourselves. Like I said, become the person we want to be. And, a lot of times what I feel Pearl Jam is trying to say to me is the only thing that's getting in our way is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you can lose the fear, lose the doubt, a lot of times these guys have to experience something that's crazy, terrible and awful to find this place. And that happens with a lot of people like, you know, I think last week Wes and I were talking about the death of Andy Wood And then Mm -hmm. Chris Cornell had to go through all this stuff and just all of the music that came from that was just very painful, but also healing at the same time. You know, a lot of the boys in this band had to deal with losing a lot of people over the years. I know Mike is very close with uh, Steve Gleason, and I can only imagine watching this poor guy staying so strong and positive, but his decline is kind of inevitable and and this is his favorite song steve gleason he comes out wait on he's got a job yeah i'm sure he loves that song that's that's his jam that's his jam inside job i bet it is dude and so that's something that's always really kind of spoken to me even if you're like i said not super religious you can find kind of this strength and spirituality i think yeah i think you can i think we can agree that people can separate or they can find spirituality and be very spiritual without being organized, religious based. Right. Totally. I think it's, yeah. So I have, I have to think that a guy who is so artistic and so creative as Ed has been through so much and his lyrics are so powerful that he is probably a very spiritual human being. 
I think they all got a little of that. It's just, right. Yeah, yeah. Being an artist of the few artists that I know, some are, you could say, spiritual. Some, you could say, are religious. Some are definitely not. And, but the creativeness to be able to take a topic, look at both sides, try to find this yin and yang and this even flow. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got to find this even flow to, to in life, to, to try and kind of walk your own path. And I think the creativity that a lot of these folks have, I admire it so much, whether they're painting or they're writing a song, you know, they have such deep emotional feelings and they will find their own ways to, to kind of get it out and have it be positive. And a lot of times it's very self-healing, right? You hear a lot. Music saved my life. The art saved my mm -hmm. life. This mm -hmm. book saved my life. Well, it's all based on someone's creativity, which is really kind of cool. And living in this modern world, so many different ways to be creative now social media and everything. I don't, I don't know. Is TikTok creative? I don't know. Is that a thing, dude? I don't get it. Is that, is that a creative form of expression? Yeah, probably. I is, think so. Dude. They're creating you know? something. Yeah. You're creating things. We're and creating so, something right now. And so mm -hmm. it is, it is kind of fun how people can come together. They can have a common, a common ground that they will find and, and it still can be healthy and it still can produce something beneficial. Um, the only other one that I pulled out that I was, again, it was super weird being on the self-titled album. I never really thought of marker in the sand as being, I know it's not Wes's main jam. Right. And I don't actually, know. If I, it's, don't, I actually kind of like that one more. Is that so okay that, now? Yeah, is that kind of okay growing now. on you a little it's bit? Okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. So, but one line. Okay. How should I say this with the living? Let what is living love. So unforgiving, yet needing forgiveness first. God, what do you say? And I was just like, wow. It's... Again, that's one of those songs where I'm like, I should really look at the words because, you know, it's kind of faster. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, what is what is exactly is he saying? And then those undecided needn't have faith to be free. And those misguided, there was a plan for them to be. Now you've got both sides claiming killing in God's name, but God is nowhere to be found conveniently. Wow. What goes on? And I'm just like, okay, that's another awesome thing for today's podcast. And yep. I'm not sure. <laughs> just see, I wish we could have clips. Damn it. I know. I know. It's okay. So Maybe we should write him and say, can we borrow your music for uh, you know, <laughs> 10 seconds at just, a, a shot? Just te yeah. test it and see if we get just banned. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that is a really, for me, a great example of the evolution of Eddie's thoughts and feelings, putting pen to paper. That is like that. That's one of those lines that I almost have to break down almost like I feel like I'm back in a college class. Like, okay, I really need to dissect this a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's not e just an easy, you know, I'm killing in God's name. So therefore everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. That mm -hmm. type of line that you would get from like 94. But now this really 
you have to figure out like it's God, there's some decoding there's this? some decoding needed to be done yeah. here yeah. yeah which is awesome and i really enjoy that aspect of it so now you really have to if you're going to be a hardcore pearl jam fan like us and i'm always trying to up my game and i'm trying to get better at the lyrics is wow, I really need to kind of hang tight on the, some of these words. And and does it really make sense for my life? Can I add this to my my uh, my Pearl Jam daily life routine? Repertoire. Does this, you know, kind of does this kind of fit in mm-hmm. with my own Pearl Jam spirituality, things like that. And so it, it was just really cool to see that, again, the the advancement of Ed's writing skills, his lyrics I can only imagine what he's been writing about this past year and Mm -hmm. what that's going to look like. And so those are the things that I really look forward to. Well, when you look at, you know, when you look at the self-titled album, there's a lot of, there is some, there's a lot of political kind of undertones there too, right? This Mm -hmm. was a, we've talked about this. This was a Iraq, Afghanistan war album. This is 2004. For right, and basically we right in the middle yeah. of this, right? They probably started writing mm-hmm. that. So, you anytime when there's a conflict or loss of life, war, these type of things, you're gonna you're gonna pull on on religion, politics. Sure. You know, it's very p- charged. So, I never really got into. I like the song "Marker in the Sand," but I never really dove into the lyrics. So, thank you for bringing that out. But yeah, it, like you said, it just goes to show uh, his ability to to share what's on his mind in a very kind of creative way. Right. It's not so black and white. It's more gray, but think what you want. Right. And I, I guess that that's kind of the main idea of this podcast is still be yourself, have your thoughts, go with what works best for you. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we're not here to tell people what to do, what to listen to, what to think. We're just trying to kind of, look at some of these lyrics and a little bit a more magnifying. Yeah. yeah. And it is, and it is positive because yeah. anytime you can create constructive debate, it's you win, you win. positive. It's a yeah. win. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so whether you come to a consensus or not, you're, you're providing a forum, you're setting a platform to kind of talk about things. And, I, I think for the three of us, if we're going to like sit down and be like, hey, let's let's get together uh, for an hour and just talk about religion on its own. Well, no. for us, it might not flow as well. Right. But we can certainly all relate to the band that we love so much and the musicality that they give us. And. Using this kind of podcast as a platform and talk about religion, we might have to kind of do one about politics, which oh, oh, that, could, that could be, a, I know Greg, Greg's chomping at the bit for that one. So <laughs> I, it might never air or see the light of day. That could be just for the three of us. Cause there'll be a lot of, be... a lot of fuck yous in there. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's totally okay. It Get is. it out. It'll be mm-hmm. cathartic. So this was actually really kind of fun to do this i did have a little bit of trepidation coming in just because yeah you did you know i just you know i don't uh, 
you know, I'm a pleaser. I don't want people to be upset. Right. And this is, you know, when you talk about religion, it's definitely something that, you know, people want to come together and celebrate and they don't want to look for ways to be divisive and divide people up, especially when you're around good people that really just care, you know, about friends and family and things like that. Um, But it is, you know, well-known wars and tons of death and massacres and everything happen in the name of religion that's happened for hundreds thousands of years since the beginning of time yeah but you know ed has really talked about questioning is this really still part of our modern world is this something not necessarily that we still need but does this but do these and and i'm not saying we don't need it and we don't need the values and the things we can learn from religion. You always got to learn. You always got to get as much information as you can, make your own personal decisions. But do these arguments still make sense in 2021 for what is dividing us based on people's individual beliefs? Unfortunately, that shit doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. You can't even get people on the same page with a lot of what's going on in the world now about public health and safety. And for me, that hasn't been around as long as religious beliefs and divisiveness has. So it's it's interesting, it's scary, but at the end of the day, I can crank my radio, mm-hmm. I can put on my PJ, any song, any album, except for Leatherman, you know, Wes, I'm not a big fan. Dude, of don't. <laughs> you hate B-Girl, too. So Yeah, I'm not, I, don't, yeah. I don't do, you know, I need, I need more. I need more. Okay. I need more substance. So, um, so that's kind of, you know, my thoughts and feelings for this. And this was kind of a fun exercise and good to kind of get some of this out there. And it'll be a good uh, springboard. Uh, for these topics that we can kind of intermingle in other shows coming up. Yeah. So Greg, give me yeah. your thoughts, man. As we kind of, as we kind of yeah. wrap up, Greg, give me your thoughts, man. You've been kind of quiet today. No, I, I think it's just, it's, it's a good, I mean, this whole thing has been good topics, you know, and uh, discussing yeah. the lyrics that, you know, maybe I need to go back and listen to some lyrics now because I'm like, wow, some of those, some of that stuff just blew my mind a little bit. No. Well, right. You marker, got marker in the it, sand, yeah. yeah. I got to go back and look at, listen to that. Yeah, it is good. It and, is good. And sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, so, it, it's been uh, a learning experience for sure. Absolutely. What about you, Wessels? Yeah, so the way we finished last episode was, I think we were saying, you know, Ed would rather make a billion, or no, he doesn't care about the money, right? He'd rather change a billion minds than make a billion dollars. And I think... Even with this, like, I think he's not trying to sway. I think that obviously there are some songs and some lyrics where he's trying to very black and white say his his feelings. But I think mm-hmm. most in general, he's just presenting kind of how he feels and just saying, I think it's worthwhile to, to, to discuss this, like you said, in a very open and, and, and uh, polite manner, which I think is, yeah. again, back to his philanthropist ideas and how to, you know, can we... Ch- all just grow as human beings. Like you said, yeah, makes, you know, makes this, you think, right, you know, he, right. He's, he's, this he's is a make you think kind of guy. 
Right. This is something that's been around for, for thousands of years. Like you said, is this still something that we should be holding so high and killing people over still? Is this, again, I think that's a, a good point too. I know what I was going to say. Ed's, at least any show that I've ever been to, I've never heard Eddie come out outright and say, there is no God and this is bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Right. He, when he talks to Tom, our boy, Tom Petty, little TP, he mm-hmm. comes out and he, he's on stage and he puts his music and his energy out there. Now this is, post Tom Petty passing away and I'm sure he's done it for other folks. So he, I remember him saying things like, you know, I'd like to think that he's up there and he's looking down and maybe he can hear us. Right. So maybe let's sing for him. I think part of it is, is cathartic for Eddie to do that. Right. You know, you have a friend and, you want to give some love out there into the world. Uh, so that's something I kind of think about. And that's not necessarily religion, but a little bit more of a spiritual aspect, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about in the song Comeback, where, you know, some I wake up and sometimes I still like feel you there next to me and, and you're still there and I think I still hear you and maybe I'll see you in my dreams and things like that. Again, not necessarily religion, but uh, transcendence of right. that someone that's passed on can still be with us, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've heard him at concerts say, you know, uh, you know, we'd like to kind of send some some feelings above us, not necessarily sometimes spiritual, but you know, try and you know try and put these good vibes out there that everything's going to be okay. So again, it's the artist in him. It's the feel that he internalizes and and he puts into music. So again, I think a lot of people in the band, since they're so close and they're all bros, I don't, obviously I don't see Pearl Jam as a religious band, but they got some deep spirituality to them where they might not necessarily know their true beliefs and they're trying to figure it out as they go. And I think that's just normal life. We're not going to have all the answers. We're never going to know a hundred percent of what truly is beyond our life here on this earth. Uh, but you know, for the boys in the band, they, they can, they can still kind of have this feeling that, you know, something is there, but what exactly it is, you might never know but you want it to be positive and you want it to be full of love and you want it to be full of happiness. So anyway, I get that a lot in his shows, especially when he's talking to the crowd in that way. So that was one thing I just kind of wanted to bring to light. Cause I know a lot of fans have heard him say that and see him do things like that, which I think is all in good taste and, and done very well. Yeah. Agree for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, unless there's anything else, I think this has been a very enlightening episode of PJ's Black Circle. So keep spinning those good tunes. Uh, spread the good vibes, right? Yeah. And, keep it positive. Uh, stay positive. Yeah, stay positive. You know, the power of positivity, I think, is a good way to roll. So let's keep that going and uh, look forward to 
seeing you guys next time and hopefully everybody back out at a PJ show sometime soon. Much yeah. love. What about those uh, shout outs, Wes? Oh yeah. Wes, give us some shout outs real okay. quick of uh, some folks that were downloading. Um, yeah, we've got some recent stuff. downloads. Uh, we are of course a global, uh, but we've added some countries to our dinner menu, which is uh, Germany <laughs> Thank you, Germany. Thank you, Australia. Thank you, New Zealand. And I think Colombia as well. So really excellent stuff. Send us some uh, some feedback. Uh, the po- uh, the podcast email address is in the uh, in the download. So love to hear from you. Yes. Sounds Thank good. You for Thanks, guys.